Hello, Merry Christmas. Oh my goodness. It is the week of Christmas. And this is the week I was telling my kids that I always get a little bit crazy, but I get a little bit sad and think, oh, slow down, slow down, slow down. I want this to last longer um, because I know that it is such a precious time of year. But you guys, like my heart is just so jubilant to use a word, a new word that Henry has learned and just excited for us to grow in our faith this season. And for that to carry over and last into 2023, I just can't stand it. I just can't stand it. And so I'm making this podcast recording today very quickly while my kids are at basketball, because the words are on my heart. And I pray that it encourages and blesses you to really go deeper, not only in your own faith and your own walk with the Lord this Christmas season, but to really get courageous about going deeper with your children as well. Because yes, this podcast is all about living on mission, which means that we live on mission for Christ. Our mission is to know him and to make him known. Um, and this, this podcast is very much about building a faith-based business, a kingdom minded business, but it's also so much about raising kingdom children, raising our children up in fear and admonition of the Lord. And, and I just want to share a few things with you on this short podcast about what I have been doing, where God has been taking me personally as a believer, as a mom to Henry and Milo and how he has been challenging me to get more courageous in taking my own children deeper in their, their faith and their understanding of what Christmas really means. So today I'm going to be talking to you about not being afraid to go deeper in, in to scripture with your children. Because I know it can be um, really diving deep into the principles of scripture, into the foundations of our faith, and really digging deep into those scriptures and understanding them can be a little overwhelming and a little daunting for us ourselves, but it can be a little more scary to actually teach it to our children. Because if you're like me, I don't want to get it wrong. Like, I don't want to teach them wrong. I don't want to, to um, establish any foundation foundations in their faith that are not rooted in scripture. And to be honest, this book, I'm holding my Bible in front of me, can be a little bit overwhelming. But if there's anything God has taught me over the last five or six years, as I've committed to reading through his word, um, it's that it's all there. It's all there literally in plain black and white and praise God that he has given us so many women and men and women who have studied, studied it well. And so we have a lot of commentaries and things that we can, we can use to, to supplement, but it's all there in his word. It's all there in his word. And we do not have to be afraid if the Holy spirit is actually leading us deeper. If the Holy spirit is convicting us to, to teach our children. And if we ourselves are hungry to, to seek truth and not just what the world tells us about God, about Jesus, about our eternity. Right. And so Something that Henry and Milo and myself have been doing during our homeschool days is we have been diving into this, this teaching material from one of our homeschool curriculums that is just about the foundations of faith. And so we have spent some time, definitely stretched it out because there's a lot in there. We have spent some time actually studying the covenants of um, the covenants that God made with his people. And there are really five main ones. I'm not going to talk about all of them today 
today. But, you know, unbeknownst to me, as we dove into this study on the covenants that God made with his family, um, I didn't realize that doing that would bring, huh, would bring so much joy and revelation this Christmas season. Because listen, every year since I've been a kid, we've read Luke chapter two, right? Which is, is Luke's account of the birth of Christ. And it's beautiful. I love it. I get so excited about it. But I've actually been studying all four of the gospel accounts of the birth of Christ. And doing that has really, really brought to light so much more, so much goodness, so much truth and, and and just like excitement about the promises. The fact that my God is a promise keeping God. And it's been so much fun. It's been so much fun as we read the Christmas story, as we study our Advent study with the boys, for us to be able to go back and say, hey, you remember how God made that promise to Adam in the Garden of Eden when they sinned? This is him keeping that promise. Or whenever God made his covenant with David to raise up a leader, uh, um, an eternal king from the line of David, hey, this is God keeping that promise. When Whenever God made his new covenant, what he called the new covenant in Jeremiah chapter 31, this is God keeping that covenant. And you guys, I think that so much about faith, obviously faith is believing things that we cannot see, but God has not given given us an empty faith where we have nothing to go on. He gives us promises in his word. So many of them have come true. And that's how we know that our God is real. That's how we know that our God is, is the God, the only God. He is the only one who created us and wants a relationship with us. There are no other gods, no other gods. He's the only one. And this Christmas time, we celebrate the incarnation, the incarnation of our God coming to earth to be a man for 33 years, to, to live as we live, to experience what we experience, to do it all without sinning so that he could get up on that cross and be that last sacrifice, that one and only sacrifice, that eternal sacrifice become um, what we could not become so that we can spend eternity with God in heaven. All right. So I get really excited about it. But really quickly, I want to share with you just, um, and this may be a little too deep for your kids. This may be a little too deep for you to go into with your children and that's okay. Um, I'm actually going to share a link to a resource that um, I found as I was preparing for this podcast that really kind of simplifies it for, for younger children. But one of my main things that I want you to get and hear today is, is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to open the word of God and go deeper with your kids, no matter how old they are. Um, God's word, he tells us, does not return void. It will not return void. And I can promise you there are some things that Henry and Milo and I have talked about and studied that they may not get entirely, but it will the Holy Spirit will pull it back up in their minds at a later date. And I know that the seeds that we have planted, that the foundation that we are building now in their faith and our home um, rooted in the word of God is not going to return void, no matter how overwhelming it is. Okay. So the first covenant that God made with man was with Adam in the garden of Eden. 
And that happened in Genesis chapter three, obviously after Adam and Eve sinned, after they eat from the, ate from the tree of knowledge. And um, obviously God is a, God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. He cannot let sin go unpunished. So their punishment, as we know, was that they were banished from the garden of Eden so that they would not live forever so that they would not live in sin forever. God didn't want that for them. And he, they also obviously man had to work the earth at um, Eve. Women had to bear children, painful childbirth. But he says in Genesis chapter three, verse 15, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike, um, you will strike his heel. All right. So that is that is God's promise of um, Jesus coming to earth. That is his promise that he will provide an offspring that will destroy, defeat Satan. That's the first covenant. All right. God promises um, a child who will defeat Satan. Right. And so from that moment on, mankind, God's people were waiting. They were looking for, they were anticipating um, this next offspring that would be the one that would defeat Satan. All right. So that's the first promise. That is the promise that comes true in the Christmas story as we read Luke chapter two. Um, the second covenant that that I want to address, and there are five, I'm only covering three. Um, the second covenant that I want to um, address is in second Samuel chapter seven. And this is a covenant that God made with David, um, that he would actually, um, from David's line, hold on just a minute. I want to, um, pull up these scripture verses. So I know that I have it right. Uh, but he, he promised that if David and his descendants would remain faithful to God, they would follow his covenant laws. Then he would provide a descendant, um, through the line of David and a kingdom that would last forever. Now, obviously we know that David and his people were not sinless. They did break laws, but God kept his promise to provide a faithful descendant through David and his, his reign. And so when we go and we read the story at Christmas time, when we read Luke chapter two, when we read Matthew chapter one, Matthew and his what I call like nerdiness starts with the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And it starts and it includes, um, it starts with Abraham, it goes to David, and then it goes from David and his line into the line of Christ. And again, God made this promise in second Samuel chapter seven with David and his lineage. And Matthew starts with that lineage, just to look back and say, Hey, this is my God. He kept his promise. And if you read these names, I don't know if you're like me, but I've always struggled with like reading names and genealogies, but my heart has shifted. My, my, my focus has shifted. And instead of skipping over these names, um, as you read Matthew chapter one or any genealogy, read through it and say, one, these are people God created and loved just as much as he loves me. And two, every single name in this genealogy of Christ in Matthew chapter one is actually just confirms God's promise over and over and over until we get to the person of Christ. And bam, we have that that child, that child, that eternal King, who is, is just the, the fruition, the, the, um, the culmination of God's promise to us and his people. All right. And so in Luke chapter two, which I know you're going to read this with your family this year, 
It says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and of the family line of David. Now we read that every year, but this year I want you, I want to challenge you to read it from the perspective of the fact that God made a promise. He made a covenant with David and his people in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And this is God keeping that promise. This, this, and it to the people of this time, to the people whose hearts were open, whose eyes and ears were open and were looking for that Messiah. Um, this was exciting to them because they knew that this king was going to come from the line of David. All right. And so as you read it this year, I'm challenging you to read it with your family, not just on the surface level of Luke 2, just at Christmas time, but to look at the wholeness, the wholeness of God, the wholeness of his book, the wholeness of, of this story of Christ. It starts so much earlier. It starts so much earlier than Luke chapter two. It starts in Genesis. It starts in Genesis. When Jesus was there at the creation, he helped create the world. He came into the world that he created as a human being among animals that he created um, to fulfill this promise of an eternal savior, an eternal kingdom. And then the, the, the last covenant that I really want to talk to you guys about and to focus on is in Jeremiah chapter 31. And that is, that's verses 34 through 35. And give me a minute, because I do have my physical Bible in front of me today and I'm flipping scriptures. Um, but 31 through 34 says, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. This one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. It's talking about Mosaic covenant, my new covenant that the, or that covenant that they broke, even though I am their master, the Lord's declaration. Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, the Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother saying, know the Lord, for they will all know me from the least of the greatest, from the least to the greatest of these. This is the Lord's declaration for I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. That points to Christ. That points to Christ becoming that perfect, that one, that eternal sacrifice that God was sending. He knew he was sending for the salvation of the world. And so when Jesus breaks bread with his disciples in Luke chapter 22 or Matthew 26, he's referring to this new covenant. He tells his people, this cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. And he's telling his disciples that may have made sense to them then. It may not have made complete sense to them. Maybe the Holy Spirit didn't allow them to understand it completely, but we can open the word of God. We can read these scriptures. We can read Luke chapter two and go all the way through Luke, the book of Luke this, this month, like I'm doing with my my challengers and just see that perfect story of God's goodness and his promises and his great, great love played out. And so 
that is, oh gosh, this was not quick at all. In a nutshell, that is what I have been going through with Henry and Milo. Now, if you're new to the podcast, if you've never listened before, you have no idea who I am. My boys are 12 and 13. Um, and so they are a little bit older, but they're fully capable of drawing these connections themselves. As we go through it, as I lead them through it, it clicks, it makes sense to them. But even if your children are younger, you can still, you can still talk to them about the fact that, yes, we read the gospels and we study Christ's incarnation, his coming to earth as a baby, but it's not just an isolated celebration. Um, we can celebrate Christ from Genesis one until the end of revelation. Cause it all, it all points to him. It all points to his perfect plan and salvation for us, even though we did not earn it or deserve it. And it is just like, you guys, I get so excited. I'm so passionate. I'm so hungry to learn more and know more and, and to go deeper with my family and my kids. I've talked a lot about Henry Mallo. Matt is a part of this, but we do this study while he's at work. Um, but he has been leading us in our Advent study, but you guys get, turn the TV off, turn the technology off, open the word of God. It's an exciting, exciting thing to read and study and celebrate together. And I want to, you to know, I'm cheering you on and praying for you this Christmas week, as you go through it, as you maybe study something a little bit outside of what your regular is. And that as you go deeper with your children, that they would grow, that they would grow, um, spiritually, in into salvation if they have not accepted Christ as Savior and Lord, but if they have, that their faith would grow this Christmas season because you have the courage to go deeper with them if God is leading you to. All right. Um, I would love to say a prayer for you and your family this week. Um, we obviously will return to to more regular podcasts that have to do with business building and parenting and discipleship and, and all of those things in 2023. And I'm so excited about it. I have some new things coming in 2023 that I'm praying on and developing with the Lord's help. And I get to unroll that to you slowly in the first few months of 2023. But right now, celebrate Christmas, celebrate the birth of our Lord, the incarnation, him coming to earth as a man don't skip that part. Don't skip over Christ came to die and to be uh, risen again for me. Yes, absolutely. He did that. But the fact that he came as a human being is significant. It's foundational. He had to come um, and be that human sacrifice without sin to be the final sacrifice. So celebrate that this week with your family, with your friends, in your, in your quiet time, um, in your workouts and whatever it is, celebrate the incarnation of Jesus Christ and what that means for us as believers. God, we praise you. We thank you. We, we acknowledge you as God, as King, we acknowledge Christ as savior and Lord. And God, we just thank you so much that that your perfect plan that you promised from the beginning came to be. We praise you for being a promise keeping God and that we can celebrate and fully trust that you are God, that you, your word is real, that our salvation is secure in the person and the belief in Jesus Christ and his coming to earth and living and dying and becoming alive again. Um, God, just thank you. I pray that lost people would we come to Christ this Christmas season, that believers would go deeper in their faith, that they would they would celebrate this Christmas season and see it in, in ways that they haven't before. God, just quiet the world. 
quiet the world. Help us to spend more time this week, um, you know, just getting into your word and spending less time on TV and technology and all of those things, God, and just, God, just open our hearts fresh and anew to what this Christmas season is, what it means and make us eager, eager to go out there and tell the world to go tell it on the mountain uh, that Jesus Christ is born and what that means for us who choose and follow, um, choose to believe and follow Christ as Savior and Lord. It's in his awesome and holy name, I pray. Amen.